everybody. Welcome to the All Over Overland radio show. But wait, we have wait. talked about things and it's about to change. Yep. Change is coming. We're, 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 changing, like we're changing the name of the show. It's now the Michael Show. That's right. It's Michael all the time. <laughs> all the time. I know Except you guys are excited. not. And now, what, what we're going to do with this show is that we're going to make this show the the show this is the now going to be just the overland radio show and yeah. uh it's going to be lee and joey and myself as normal and we're going to have guests every once in a while we have a really good guest for you guys today you guys on facebook can see somebody in here at the top with us um he's over there well he's over there for me okay and he's pointing at himself <laughs> so that works. um so yeah we you know, they made a joke about it last week when I couldn't be on here because I had a hot date. But then I did show up on here as I sped to the parking lot, waited for her. She showed up and then I left because I was like, I got to go. Um, but uh, I did go back and listen and hear that you guys were trash talking me and basically said that it's not the all over overland show anymore because he doesn't come on here. and did, 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 did. You may have thought that was a joke. It wasn't, uh, but I, I wasn't joking. Shows changed. Yeah, uh, we had a vote, and uh, two out of three <laughs> two because three. there was one absentee. Yeah. So we had a quorum, there. right? You had a quorum. Yeah. Two thirds. Had a quorum. We had two thirds yeah. vote. But so, but it, you be you being the selfless, loving, all giving jackass, hooch that you hooch. are. Yeah. Uh, has agreed to make everyone equal instead of setting yourself up on the top of a monolith like you normally do you have brought yourself oh. down to uh everyone else's level in there. did you I, hear that, how you that, toss that in there that wow. is true but my name still stays on top i'm just saying well you are the biggest <laughs> that is true <laughs> yeah i'm not even yeah. touching that one. and i've seen you wrestle and i know that it's going to come to we're going to wrestle for whose ever names on top and i'm out yeah, you're gonna lose. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose. I'm predicting now that I will lose, so I'm giving in and letting your name be. On. I demolished Jeff. I mean, just demolished him. I, it was did. half my age, you know. Put him in the picked him up in the air and put him in the dirt. It was amazing. It, it was. was I cool. wish there were video, but there's was, not. So you'll just have to go not. off of what I tell you. I um, so well, we're gonna change the name to the uh, what are we calling this? The Overland Radio Show. And then we're actually, now that we're picking up some more guests, we're going to start every once in a while having um, some Wednesdays and maybe some Thursdays where we do some interviews. But Tuesday is still going to be the core uh, Overland Radio show. So, and it's just yeah. going to have, you know, us three, and then we'll add some people on here. Now, before we get to our guest, you brought it up because we were going to talk about it. I the did. monolith, man. So... Here's my thought on the monolith. Now, I agree that we don't need to tear up things. We don't need to destroy things, leave nature where they be. But just like your kid that gets, that does something that he would get in, he or she would get in trouble for, but it was kind of ingenious and you step back and you're like, that's kind of badass. So I'm not really going to get him in trouble or her in trouble this time. Well, it's fine once, but you can't just let it go crazy. Like we can't have monoliths, you know, like everywhere that you turn around so no. i think it was really really cool and then of course it's no longer there 
I think it was really cool how tastefully it was done. It uh, yes, it wasn't a piece of trash. It was a beautiful work of art. I like that um, it was reflective, so you it could was see very it. reflective. It was in a really cool spot. Yeah, and uh, all of a sudden it just appeared. Nobody think, knows where it came from. Nobody I still knows think it was an antenna. I think it was an antenna to, to for the uh, aliens to hone in on and come of and find Earth. Of course you do. Of wow. course you do. Wow. Of course you do. He's been probed one too many times. <laughs> It wasn't in uh, it wasn't in southern New Mexico, so it couldn't have been aliens because that's the only place they. That's live. the only place. That's true. Them. All right, good yeah. point. Yeah, maybe they're trying but to venture I, I out. Think, I think it was awesome how somebody just happened to be there, happened to be photographing it when these guys pulled at up night. with a wheelbarrow at night to take it down, to and take it away, dismantle it. Yeah. Now, is it true, Joey? Because I asked you to look it up for me. Is it true that it it's somewhere else now? Um, it appears that uh, this was posted December the first, which is today. Today, um, that it has appeared. Uh, there is a mysterious metal object standing freely in Romania. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's that's almost. And I like, hope that's all they say is in Romania. It's really close to Uzbekistan. <laughs> um, but, uh, but 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 there's Again. nobody that lives in Uzbekistan, so they'll never see it. Um, but it's uh it's it's pretty cool how it just uh, all of a sudden appeared in honestly uh, in Romania. So uh, here's here's uh, what I would love to see happen. So just hear me out. This is what I'd love to see happen. I would love to see if if people started overcrowding the area that it get removed. And then yep. I want it to pop up. And I know it's not the same one because that's way too fast to tear it down and get it over there and all that kind of stuff. I mean, possibly. I would love to see another one just some other place in the world. Yep. And it just be a thing that people do when the one gets teared net torn down that it, it it shows up somewhere else on the other side of the world. Well, I think according kind of to uh, according to Mr. Bernards, who was there and witnessed the guys who took it down, they yeah. actually destroyed it when they took it apart and yeah. put it in the wheelbarrow. Well, but the aliens would have been able to put it back together. See, yeah, see, you know. yeah. So, so you you just never know. You never know uh, where it's going to come from or where it's going to disappear from. But if you're a photographer. Make sure you're there because you never know. You never know. Somebody might show up with a wheelbarrow. And instead of taking photographs, how about record? <laughs> yeah, record it. Because record it, may button. it may show up in the most remote places like Prescott, Arizona. Yeah, it may be. Prescott? Is that yeah. where? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, that's another place that does not exist, Lee. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's the way you say it. Is right. it? Hey, Lee, no. how do you say it? What? Not to be confused with Prescott. No, not to no, be confused. I'm not, I'm not saying it because I've, I've I've been harassed about the way I say a lot of things, and only excuse I got is I'm from the south, the deep deep south, and you know we have different slang or terms, or we pronounce things slightly different. So I said Prescott, and it's Prescott or Prescott, whatever the hell it is. Hey, we're all from different places, but none of us fell asleep during geography class like you did. We know what these places are called. We know what the names of them are called. Swear to God, the next time we go oh. camping, <laughs> oh, next time gonna... we go camping, what you gonna make me cook like you did last time? <laughs> oh, I'm real scared. You didn't cook last time. 
I did too. You bought this big I giant did. kettle cooked, and said, "Here, I, I bought it. Now, now you use it." No, that was the time before last. <laughs> All right, guys, we're getting off track. Come on, bring it back. Bring it back. Okay, bring it so back, boys. Somebody call Connie and get him reeled in tonight. I, he's getting a text message. I guarantee. She yeah. Text messaging him. She's probably you going. Leave them boys alone. This is exactly. Be right. nice to Michael. That's all See? I got. Be nice See? to Michael. There you go. <laughs> That's all I got. Now we have got a special guest today, and I'm excited for selfish reasons um, yeah. to have him on, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But we've got Mario Donovan. Is that correct? Yep, you got it. From AT Overland, and is it AT Overland Equipment? Is that the full? Yeah, name. The full name is AT Overland Equipment. Okay. And yeah. most of you have at least seen his product at least once, um, probably more than once, because it's uh, been in the, uh, oh, what's that group that does those awesome videos where they go to Australia? Oh, Expedition Overland and Clay Yeah, Croft. Expedition Overland, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've seen that on the back of the Tacoma, and uh, it's awesome. It's amazing. So much space. But we brought him on here because I found out that there's probably probably going to be one for the Nissan five foot bed. Yes, that, that's that's really happening. It's not oh a my rumor. goodness. It's not a rumor. That not makes one cool. of us exciting. Yes. <laughs> so we'll get into that in a second. But first, Mario, tell us how how did you get into before you got into AT Overland? Before you did that, how hmm. did you get into off-roading and camping and has this been a passion you've had for a while or is it just like you saw a business need and ran right into it i've been into it my whole life um i originally grew up in a very small town uh in california about 350 people and then at the age of 10 i moved to africa and that's how we got around i lived in ethiopia for for a long time and um uh, what do we do on the weekends? We go out into the bush, we go find a lake, go find a cool place to hang out, some place to explore, go chase some animals around. And the way you did that was in a four wheel drive vehicle and you need to have some stuff with you to be safe. And uh, mm -hmm. when I came back to the States, I continued to do that. So I traveled all over the Southwest and down into Mexico and into Canada. And uh, at the time I was in the printing and publishing industry. I did that for 27 years. And that started to go away. And I thought about reinventing myself. And what I decided to do was to start an overland company. And back in 2000, when I did that, nobody understood what that was. Yeah, wait a minute. 2000 people, people overlanded? I didn't I even thought... know it was a term back then. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't a term. We were camping. Yeah. yeah. Camping. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You live out of your car. You live in your car. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it... It, uh, it was something that evolved um, and what it, we used to be on the fringe, people who did this type of remote travel, you'd go back to work and have, you know, that around the coffee maker conversation on Monday, what'd you do this weekend? And you tell people what you did and they go, you're nuts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I went solo out into Death Valley in the middle of August, you know, mm -hmm. but um. Uh, so they still say so, that though they, they still they say still, i'm not they yeah, still think we're crazy. <laughs> that hasn't changed um but uh what ended up happening was the advent of 
of forums and a guy named Scott Brady, if you know him, he's the founder mm -hmm. of the Overland Journal. He also founded um, the Expedition Portal Forum and it was one of the first forums on the subject. And what he ended up doing was creating a virtual tribe where all us nut jobs could get together and communicate, kind of like how we're doing it here on Zoom, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so that ended up spurring a community and creating a much greater thing that started to gain momentum and popularity with, with the technology of the internet. And uh, so it became a thing. Um, but back in 2000, like I said, I was there in my office, my head in my hands, looking at the shelf going, what the heck am I going to do with those eight rooftop tents? I must be up in my mind. <laughs> and uh, how many rooftop tents do you see around your neighborhood now? You see what I'm oh saying? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Right? People can't get them. They can't, can't keep them. Yeah, Crazy. exactly. Yeah, so it, it totally changed. And I, I got to give Scott a lot of credit for, for creating that virtual tribe so that, you know, it ended up creating a business for us. Uh, that has grown and we've continued to innovate, you know, as, as needs change. And uh, it's, it's been a heck of a lot of fun. Here we are 20 years later, you know? Yeah. And you talk about innovating you, you, I mean, you had the rooftop tents, I guess, but, but you started doing trailers, correct? Yeah. We started by doing trailers. And the big thing was that most people were using off the shelf suspensions, leaf springs, torsion axles, things like that, which, in in our opinion are not up to the type of duty cycle that you have to experience in overlanding predominantly it's a lot of washboard roads i, I don't care how technical the terrain is the the terrain that's going to destroy your gear is washboard if there's mm -hmm. weakness or a crack or a chink in the armor it's going to find <clears throat> it tear it apart yeah. exactly so we developed our own suspension system which is a long trailing arm air suspension that is super supple and can handle washboard in fact it handles washboard better than the trucks do and mm. uh, that was how we got started and we made a name that way um and then we picked a pretty generic name as a company back then we called ourselves adventure trailers right <laughs> now everybody thinks they're adventure trailers but they're not the original we yeah are. there you go <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah, so we sort of become the kleenex uh, you know the name for you know yeah it's, it's not a kleenex brand but uh-huh we call it a kleenex yeah um and and so that we consider that quite an honor but also the the market became very densely populated with a lot of knockoffs that were using those off the shelf suspension systems yeah um, just because you bolt some diamond plate on something doesn't make it a true adventure trailer mm -hmm. uh, so we decided to, to pivot uh we had not um, built vehicles before uh, a lot of people had asked us but we were so busy building trailers that it didn't make sense uh, but when 2008 happened and we were hungry for work as, as the entire country was uh, we started building vehicles and that was the the evolution of us going into building toppers and doing campers and flatbeds and full turnkey vehicles. Yeah. And that's how we evolved. And people hyphenated our name. They got tired of calling us adventure trailers, or, you know, typing that yeah. 
so people started calling us AT and that happened organically on, on the forums. Oh, that's fun. So we just changed our name to, well, let's just call ourselves what other people call us. And fortunately it's something that's not nasty. So yeah, that's why we had to stick with Overland radio show. Yeah. We couldn't call what yeah. people we, we've been told that we were the Howard Stern of radio for a yeah. long time. So uh, of Overland radio, but yeah, yeah you, so we can you definitely yeah. don't want to take suggestions. Uh, what, what would you want us to call? <laughs> Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> don't do that for sure. No, no. But that, that's how we evolved. And, uh, you know, we started started in the garage, right? The Great American Incubator, right? Yeah. And, uh, that's how we got started. And uh, then we got our first shop in California. And then we moved to another shop, a little bit bigger. And then 2008 happened. We went to a smaller shop. And then mm -hmm. we moved to Prescott uh, back in 2010. And uh, we were in a in a complex where uh, we shared uh, our neighbor was uh, the Overland Journal right across the driveway. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of collaboration and, you know, we get feedback from them. And of course, there's a lot of interesting traffic of, of people coming through there with a lot of different backgrounds and knowledge about overlanding. And that helped evolve our product. And well, uh, it seems like that area is really becoming yep. almost a center stone for overland by design. travel equipment everything by design yeah there you go by design so this was a conversation that scott and i had had a long time ago um we had talked about what they call safari centers in in southern africa which is a, mm. a place where you go you can get your vehicle worked on you can do your laundry you can buy some food um, you can get some new equipment and that there was nothing really like that in the u.s and we talked about the concept of what, how would you create an epicenter? What would it look like? And where would it be in the US? And what would be the criteria for, for that epicenter? Mustang, Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sorry, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. So, so we looked at that geographically and we thought, well, you need to be close to an international airport. Uh, you got to have some kind of international hub that you can get in and out of. So we're we're about an hour and a half from the Phoenix Airport, which is an international airport. We're four hours to Las Vegas. You can fly it from Las Vegas to anywhere on the planet. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also wanted to be within close proximity of wide open spaces. So if you were to look at a nighttime light map of the U.S. and you saw where all the light is, it's not around us. It's not around you, yeah. <laughs> right? So so as soon as you leave Prescott, you use, it, it's wide open spaces. Um, so within five hours, you can be in Utah. You could be in Colorado. You could be in New Mexico. You could be in Nevada. You could be in California, or you could be in Mexico. That's pretty awesome. Right? So as a jumping off point, it's mm -hmm. awesome. And... Uh, and then eventually the Overland Expo, which was the first of its kind, actually started in Prescott. The very first one was at mm -hmm. a local uh, horse track hmm. on the Avapai Reservation. And uh, that was kind of funny because there was, I don't know, 600 of us and we all knew each other. And uh, <laughs> right. And now if you go to an Overland Expo, I don't recognize anybody. You know, yeah. 16,000 people. It's totally different. Uh, but it's been quite an evolution and to be a part of that. So, but yeah, Prescott was a little bit by design. Well, good. I I'm glad that I kind of recognized that. I hadn't heard that, but I was like, 
you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, a lot of big time companies that are there and it's just becoming the Mecca or, you know, you called it, what did you call it again? A safari, what? The safari center. A safari center. So uh, yeah, yeah, people in the United States are gonna be like a safari. What are we? Yeah. They're going to be confused. We're going to go see animals. There's zebras. (laughs) We have, so at any given time, even in Prescott, which is still a fairly large town, We'll have javelina across the road. Coyotes are common. I saw a roadrunner this afternoon in the parking lot. Nice. Uh, yeah. What year? So, did it have the wing on the back? Did it have the wing on the, was it purple or green or? Yellow. Was, oh, oh, but it was, it was smugly <laughs> going. <"Ee-nee." laughs> <laughs> the coyote was chasing it with the right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, if you see Speedy Gonzalez down there, man, you need to let us know. <laughs> That's another yeah. one. Okay, wait. Twenty minutes into the show, it's uh, it's been called that we need to do a whiskey shot, and well, so I don't have whiskey, but I've got Blue Moon. I have. Lee, what high, do you have? I have my high camp flask with oil fire, as always. There you go. And uh, Mario has. Mario, what you got? Rodeo Rye. All right, Rodeo Rye. What was the name of that again, Mario? Thumb, like your thumb. Thumb butt. Thumb butt, yeah. All right, so here's the whiskey shot. Uh, Here's to everybody uh, tonight. It's listening in, or and all you guys as well, and here we go. Here's to you. Cheers. Joey, what are you drinking? It's covered up. Uh, Is that caffeine-free Diet Coke? It's no, this Pedialyte. is a uh, this Pedialyte. is <laughs> this is some of the um, some of the uh, sacred Yingling Premium that I brought back that you can only get in the state of Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. uh, I'm down to did just you, a few you didn't get any you didn't get any Hershey's. What Yingling Hershey's? What? No, they it's didn't only make sold it in then. Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's only they sold didn't there. Make it then. But oh. this is uh this is Yingling Premium. You can only get in Pennsylvania, so I only have a few cans left. So I save it for special moments like this. And you know, it, Mario <laughs> is one of the very few that when we tell him that we have the whiskey shots through the show, who actually showed up with whiskey. Other he than, came prepared. I know. Other yeah. than, other than Chad, Chad at Overland Attic, he's always <laughs> yeah, got Chad his, was... He's always got a now, ranger, ranger something. Chad else. brought like two or three bottles. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Chad had to get it right home I think from his yeah. shop uh, at the yeah. end of the show. <laughs> his shows should only be like twenty minutes long. Yeah, because he, in, in his, that, in his driveway, either Uber yeah. or he's sleeping there on one of them cars. Yeah. So, oh, it's right. too funny. All right. So, sorry. so on your on your toppers that you have, you have you have three that yeah. I'm aware of. You've got the Habitat, the Atlas, and I'm going blank summit. with the Summit. Yeah. Uh, now, for those of you, or for those of the people listening that don't know, what's the difference between each one? Okay, how much, so the how much money you got? <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah, they they serve they serve different styles, different different environments, right? So the habitat flips over and backwards, right? And that is the longest space, a 15 and a half foot tent on the inside. And um, it will sleep the most amount of people, but it's a tent, right? So really a tent, unless it's a mountaineering tent, is really a three-season environment, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that doesn't keep guys like X Overland from going to the Arctic recently with with a half That was, yeah. 
stellar, right? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> um, and, and we have plenty of clients who, who are in Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, who are using their habitats in the wintertime. They're, they're hardy people. Um, but with any tent, you can't insulate it. It's very difficult to insulate it. So, and it's a lot of cubic volume to heat. And so that takes a lot of energy. Um, so we recommend the habitat for three season and larger groups. Um, the summit topper, which is the second in our line, uh, uses the same base, but it's got a longer top section, but it's wedge shape, right? Mm -hmm. and so you end up with this hard top and that hard top sheds snow. And that hard top, if you point south when you park, perfect for solar panels. So that topper has an insulated liner that's available for it that's made from Thinsulate, which is an excellent insulated uh, material. And so for really cold weather, four season stuff, we recommend the Summit Topper. But because of that wedge shape, you do have some constriction of space in there. And so we developed with the same parts, we developed the Atlas. So we just took the Summit and we made it pop up. Yeah. And by doing so, we created more interior volume. So people who are taller um, like the Atlas. But because of the nature of its flat top, if you are going to get a heavy snow load on top, guess what? You're the additional muscle to get that additional load out. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to keep that in mind with any kind of pop-up, whether it's, it's, it's our Atlas or any of the pop-up camper brands that exist out there. Um, you have to provide that additional uh, motion to it. So the, the summit is the, you can leave a lot of load on it because of the fulcrum of the geometry allows you to lift weight. So you can leave hundred pounds of gear on top of the summit and you just push it up. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is really nice. Um, so that's the, the core differences between the, the three toppers. The, the lower sections are common uh, amongst all of the different truck platforms. Mm -hmm. We serve a lot of different truck platforms now. Now, when somebody comes in, because it's interesting, you said that about each of the different types of toppers and why they're different, you know, yeah. what purpose they serve. When you come in, I'm sure you have a lot of people that are like, I want the habitat because that's the one they've seen. Yeah. Um, and so when like, well, I'm coming in, hey, I want the habitat. Um, how do you figure out which one of the three is better for me? I'm going to ask you how you envision using it. I'm okay. going to ask you where, when, what time of year. So what type of terrain, what type of climate you're going to use it in? How many people do you need to support? Um, what's your average length of stay in a camp? How, how long are you static in one place? Mm -hmm. um, what vehicle you're using? Uh, how is that vehicle set up? That's going to tell me a lot about you uh, as, as an individual. Have you set up that truck to be a rock crawler or or a washboard, you know, monster. It, it, that's that's how we do that. Okay, so, time out for a second. Well, now this here, here's what happens. We have these strange rabbit holes that we just all of a sudden jump down in. So I have a I, there's a there's a, a, a something said in the chat room for one an earlier question. Yeah, for one, Chad was listening when we were giving him the smackdown <laughs> about being drunk. And he's like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> more importantly, we love you, Chad. Yeah. But more, Aaron Paris says that Mario is a drink mixing maestro. Ask him about his bartending abilities. 
So, I mean, we've had two people say that because I, Adam said that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Adam said that too at step 22. So, all right, you got to tell us yeah. what, what's the deal here. And I know we kind of just jumped totally off subject, but I mean, Dan, these are important it. questions. These are yeah. important. You know, inquiring minds want to know. Okay, well, I have an answer for you. So, here's the thing. So, the loose definition of overlanding is vehicle dependent remote travel, all right? Okay. And so one of the questions I would ask you if you came to visit me is I would ask you, well, how are you going to use this? What's your goal? Are you a photographer? You're a fisherman? You're out hunting? What are you doing? And people ask me, why does Mario overland? Mario is in the relentless pursuit of the best happy hour spots on the planet. There you go. I love it. Really simple. Amen. That's a t-shirt right there. That hit my heart. (laughs) That hit my heart. So (laughs) oh yeah. I I think we need another drink. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, Uh, another drink to Mario, everybody. Here, everybody. Mario, Mario is the Another uh, drink for Mario, man. Mario birthed the saying, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, never heard that before. That's awesome. Somewhere is where he's trying to get to. Because That's right. it's, Here's the Mario, guys. Cheers. Here's, here's the Mario. Cheers. 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 So uh, there, I don't know if you guys know a guy named Paul May. Paul May is the proprietor of Equipped. Uh, he's based in Salt Lake City. And... Uh, He's also one of the early overland businesses in the U.S. He imports products from South Africa, like Easy on Tents and National Lunar Refrigerators and electronics and some of the best kit on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul and I are dear friends. And uh, Paul and I have a reputation to uphold, which is our ability to get very large quantities of people smashed. And if you <laughs> My people! Them, <laughs> Michael has oh found his God. family that's been lost. Yeah. <laughs> If you've ever gone to an Overland Expo and gone to one of our happy hours, you'll know what I'm talking about. We will be there the next one. (laughs) Paul and I have been known to slam out between 800 to 1,000 drinks in a couple hours. Whoa! Wow. We're a machine. Wow. Yeah. Well, let me me tell you this, Mario. Uh, Michael and I go back about five months. And we've been um, best friends ever since. And <laughs> I, I've been to one expo with Michael. Here we and go. it was a long, long day. And some of your people got him smashed until about some five Africans. o'clock that morning. Yeah. <laughs> until about Our five Africans. o'clock that morning. Yep. And and let me tell you this about Michael. Michael is in the top two loudest people on the planet. <laughs> and and his his uh, excitement can be heard for miles. Yeah. And, and you were talking about how your tent. So can his um, parts. Is, is not a four season tent. Well, uh, soundproof in a tent <laughs> is also something that I struggle with <laughs> because you cannot keep some of them sounds out of that tent, especially Michael's that, so that what you just heard that right there at four so, o'clock so, in the morning. So now that I know that about Michael, I'm going to recommend the summit because yeah. it has the most insulation and sound deadening for the rest of the world. Well, and it's funny <laughs> that you say that because like like when we originally started talking, when I originally started looking at this, I thought, well, 
the habitats the way that I would need to go. But <laughs> as we talked, and as you explained the different ones, I was kind of thinking the summit sounds probably more my speed. But the thing that I would want it for, and now that you say that it has more, because it has more insulation, um, soundproofing. I mean, I know we're, I'm holding my little fingers up. But yeah. I, my goal is to take my podcast and take the radio show mobile. Yep. And yeah. to be able to do it either in the truck or by the truck. And uh, that absolutely that's kind of, that's where I'm wanting to go. That, that has go nothing to do. Summit on that. And, and there's another thing that I need to he know. He wants the insulation and the soundproofing for all the crazy girls that he's trying to pick. That's oh exactly God. where I was going next. You the one I, I need know. to know. The, yeah. I need to know which one is more friendly or forgiving for rambunctious uh, sexual relations. relations. So if Jesus. you need kind of like uh, sitting on the washing machine experience, then go with the Habitat. Because it'll move around a little yeah. bit. Well, okay. suspension's going to move on the truck. Oh, there you go. Just a little oh, extra. Leave it out. A little extra gotcha. Mario, oh you're encouraging him here. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, these are important. I asked, he, has a, he has a need that needs to be met, and that's what I'm trying to so do. So when you ask the question, <laughs> when somebody comes in, like we talked earlier, you ask the question, what do you want that for? What do you need it for when they ask you about something? Now you know what Michael needs it for. Yeah, that's exactly what he's going to want it for. In the summit, I do need some uh, leather-studded handrails oh my and uh, pockets. Put it okay. track for you. Okay, per perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's all I need to know. <laughs> So apparently Mario is now the overlanding, how, how do we, uh, pimp. Yeah. <laughs> He's, the Don. He's the Don. He's the Don. He's the Don. Holy shit. Who would ever yeah. thought? It's, it's, ever thought? I, I end up asking this question. I mean, he can make mix drinks. He knows how. Man. I yeah. asked Jessica and Jorge about which vehicle that they'd owned was the best for, for sex. And Graham Bell and I got into a, a pretty good discussion <laughs> about mm. how they managed that on the road and how awesome. Kellen saw them, caught them once and was like, oh my gosh, I sleep there. And he was like, boy, this is just the way nature goes. And he actually had a great idea. He has what's called a date tent. So when they have a prearranged evening, he'll throw the date tent out and that's where right. the magic happens. Oh my so. gosh. These are real questions that we ask so, around the fireplace. Speaking of real questions, and, and okay. it's not fireplace, it's a, uh, it's just question. like a, it's not, we don't have fireplaces where we go camp at. Um, well, sorry. But uh, tell us about the materials that you use, uh, aluminum, steel. Um, tell us about uh, that sure. because we know, like, like Lee said in the beginning, uh, the durability and how well built they are was one of the first things that we noticed when we saw one thing in person. So, yeah. so tell us about the materials that you use on the outside. Sure. So um, all three of the toppers, the, the exterior aluminum is 50-52 aluminum and we use a 090 thick. So we don't skimp on that. It's, yeah. it's pretty, pretty burly. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is we bond to it uh, a one inch thick uh, honeycomb material so polypropylene honeycomb with uh, skin on each side and then on the inside of that then we we bond a carpet so you end up with uh, uh, a sidewall and a and a roof that 
is about an inch and a quarter thick of material. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's basically, it's based on uh, aircraft construction. It's the same methodology where you're, you're bonding materials together to create uh, con- you know, increasing strength. But you also maintain a very light weight in the process. And then the honeycomb also provides insulation because it traps so much air. And that's the whole premise behind insulation is just trapping air. Uh, so that forms the sidewalls, forms the roof, and then everything else is bent. Um, we do very little welding. Uh, all of my designs are based on minimizing the amount of welding. Any, any weld is at risk of annealing and being brittle. And, Especially aluminum, right? Yeah. Right. And remember I talked about washboard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the more welds you can eliminate, the stronger your product's going to be. So I cut my teeth in the printing and publishing industry and I ran carton plants and all that. And that's a whole world of taking a flat sheet and folding it and making it into something that can carry a product and transport it across the planet without the product getting destroyed on the inside. Gotcha. It's sheet metal is no different. Mm-hmm. How do you maximize how you fold out of a sheet and use the least amount of glue and staples, right? So that's welding. Hmm. So we use a lot of different adhesives in our product build and the devil is in the details. Um, Three different people could use the same adhesive and not do the proper prep work and not get the results that we get. So there's a lot of different primers and prep work that goes into the product before the adhesives are even applied. And that's what gives us our strength. If you search around on, on social media, you'll find a picture of my staff's standing on top of a summit. And if they were all telling the truth, it's about 1,680 pounds. Wow. And it, and it does not oil can because the honeycomb is completely rigid. It's, hmm. Okay, it's, somebody brought up in the chat um, that I just noticed, your design is a lot like another design of another company, the Flip Pack. But every time somebody talked about the Flip Pack, they talked about how flimsy it was and how, and how it just couldn't withstand. And I'm pretty sure that they're no longer in business. So how is yours different from theirs? That's a really good question. So um, we worked with Flippack for a number of years. Um, The interesting story behind Flippack is that they were not the original designers of the product. It was designed by another company and then it was purchased by uh, six pack campers and that's how it got that flip pack name um, and then six pack went out of business they they went bk there was a company called frp and they were the subcontractor that made that product for six pack they're just a big fiberglass company and they made underground tanks and phone booths and shower enclosures they were not campers that was not you know they weren't their, focused yeah that wasn't their passion right mm-hmm. um i became aware of the product and had been around since 76, but I had never seen it. And I thought, well, this is a really cool, you know, canvas for you to build a vehicle interior on. So, and they were not too far from us in Southern California where we started the business. And so we started working with them and building out interiors. And then we got them to do some specialty work for us. They were reinforcing corners and things like that. Um, but their business started to struggle and they, they were swirling the drain and they went out of business. I had these ideas about switching around how it flip, would flip backwards and provide 
an enclosure space, automatic awning, as we were talking yeah. about earlier, mm -hmm. um, and also changing the technology. They used a torsion bar that was very problematic, and um, it was prone to, to breaking <laughs> and, and damn inconvenient at that. And yeah. so we built on the strengths of what they were doing, which was, oh, this is cool. You open it up. It's, it's, it's a rooftop tent, but with a, a room downstairs, right? Mm -hmm. How do we expand on that? And how do we make it even better? And the goal was to make something more durable. And we were already working with sheet metal in our trailer business. And it's like, okay, well, how do we build this? And how do we do it better? Um, and we waited for Flippack to go out of business before we released the product, the Habitat. So wow, that's, that's cool. how that evolved. Great story. Great story. Yeah. Um, on So on the different models, so here's my selfish question again. So uh, on the different models, basically the base that goes on the pickup truck, that any of those tops can be put on it. Now, when you said the summit has a, has a larger, is it, is it longer in the front? Yes. Okay. So yeah, that's if, how it's bigger. Yeah. If you were to look at the top section, the top section on a habitat is it's uh, 90, yeah, 93 inches off the top of my head. And then that doubles as you open it. Okay. The, um, this Atlas and the summit, it's 121 inches long. So we wanted to make it so that you could have somebody in bed, but you could still have somebody standing up. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, if somebody needed to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, or if somebody wasn't feeling well uh, and needed to stay in bed, that the other person would still have access to the interior space to be able to stand up, put on their clothes like a homo sapien and, you know. Because they felt bad from having all of Mario's mixed drinks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Quick yeah. question. I'm Mark, that. Quick question. Do you, are you on a mobile device or are you on an actual computer? That... I'm on a laptop right now. Are you having the audio problem? No, no. I was actually going to ask you if you wanted to, if you were in a mobile position to maybe move around to the shop and show us a couple of things. That may be the only, only clean section in the shop, Lee. You know how shops work. <laughs> well, you know, but Come on, I'm man. not clean. I'm not embarrassed about our shop. It's a working shop. That's right. It's kind of like trying to eat food from a skinny chef. Don't do it. Um, no. So anyway, I was just going to ask the question of like what you have one behind you. And I didn't know if you were able yeah. to, to take your device and, and over there. But if you're on a laptop and you can't move, that's okay. Well, just... you know, it's not that hard to move the laptop. I think I could pick it up and move it carefully. Is that okay. working for you? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so this is our shop floor. So the, we're, we're actually, this is this is product in process, right? So there's a habitat that's being put together. Uh-huh. You can see the, the size of the tent and all of that. There's uh, right down here on the floor, there's a summit that's just been completed. It's on a pallet. It's getting ready to ship out tomorrow. It's got a solar panel and a fan on it. Look at there, it's got a, uh, looks like a, an awning on it too, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it does. It's got a... Uh, um, a rhino bat wing on it nice that's uh, what i got <laughs> yeah and then we make our own brackets uh i don't know if you can see that oh, yeah. oh they I, look cool yeah wow. well everything that we do has a purpose i'm never going for look the reason why this is opened up here is that wind happens mm -hmm. and so uh -huh. if wind does come up and grab your awning these brackets will deform so it doesn't damage your top nice oh Hmm. that's excellent 
that's kind of yeah. like me, you know, I Deformed. mean, this body yeah. has a purpose. <laughs> As a person. Yeah, and then in yeah. the background here, you can see some units have been laid up for for work tomorrow. Okay. Uh, right one in the background, that's going to be a, that's a habitat. Um, this one to the, right next to it, uh, that's a base for a gladiator. Uh, I'm not sure which model that's going to be. Um, right that here. Real, look out! Look at his shelves up there, guys. He's quit talking, stuff. Lee. I know. Sorry. Yeah. Here's, here's a summit <laughs> in process. Uh, so you can see the you can see the summit here. Uh, here I'll set this down. This is without the tent, so you can you can kind of see what's going on. I'll hop inside. So this is how the bed pulls down, right? So I've got enough room Holy here shit. to move around. Wow! While somebody's still you know up here in bed, right? So there's enough room for that to happen. It's pretty cool. This is that's killer. Awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. It is awesome. The great thing about the summit, and this is what makes the summit so great, is this whole system, it's a 30-second setup. It's the fastest. You can actually leave your bedding in place. So you can just pick that up and move it out of the way, and now you've got you know your full truck bed available to you. So for those of you that are on the radio, Mario has gotten inside of a summit um, that he has there at the shop. And it doesn't have any of the canvas around it. So we're able to see him stand up and then actually move the bed. The bed, the bed lays flat, but it, it pushes up into the top of the summit so that you can stand. Now, most of us have seen um, either that product or similar things that happen that way. So you, you got a maximum area to stand in, but when you pull it down, you still have quite a bit of room. I mean, he turned totally sideways yeah. And he still had room on either side of him uh, to be able to move around. And so, did you hear how solid that thing sounded? Like it was so, yeah, I, I picked up on that. Did you? Yeah, I just, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab a piece of uh, composite just to give you an idea of what that stuff looks like. Too, hang on a sec. Perfect. Got it. Everybody, <laughs> this is if if you're listening to it on the radio, great. But make sure that you go over to the Facebook page and watch the video and at least skip up to this part so that you can kind of see things. Um, he's going to show us what it's actually inside of the walls. Yeah, that's it. This, the honeycomb. Yeah, this is an inch thick honeycomb composite. It's uh, it's an aerospace grade material. Um, you, you can't, you can't damage this stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty gnarly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, how much, very good. How much it, do they weigh? How much do does I mean I know each one weighs different, but roughly how much does 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 one of these products weigh? Uh, a topper will vary based on truck bed size and all of yeah. that. Uh, the lightest weight's going to be about three hundred and forty pounds on the smallest truck in a habitat. The heaviest is going to be uh an atlas topper on an eight foot truck, and it'll be about four hundred and twenty pounds. Oh. That's not did, did, did he all. say three? You said three hundred and about three forty is the lightest on on a five foot uh, Tacoma or Ranger for a habitat. That's or almost Nissan, hard to even Nissan fathom. Frontier. This yeah, material, Nissan Frontier. This material is is uh, 0.3 pounds per square foot. Yeah, wow. that's yeah. I've seen that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty. Not. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Hey Super Mario, cool. I've. I have a question. One of the, the one of the main things that I I personally 
worry about when I buy a product is um, durability and leaks. So can you explain to us without giving away any trade secrets or anything, how do you attach your tent to your camper top? I don't have a problem showing you that at all. That's a good question. Oh, yeah, right. There we go. It's uh, it's staling technology. It's nothing special. But it's yeah, we all know what that is. I mean, while Mario's walking around, I do want to throw this out there. He said that it was basically constructed like like airplanes. So that basically means that Lee would crash it. Yeah, <laughs> several times. Several times. See, so, which had to go there. At the base, at the base of the tent is sewn is something called ketter, and ketter is used at the bottom of sails for attaching sails into rail. And oh. so there's a rail that's attached here. So the entire Just base is attached, um, and it's it's really stout. It's it's really different. Like if you take a tent of that size, 15 and a half feet long, and let's say it was a ground tent, you might have 10 to 12 stakes holding it out on the ground, right? Yeah. Um, and so you would have, you know, just those points holding it in place, right? Okay. Whereas we're holding it down around the entire perimeter. So it is extremely rigid in place. Uh, the Habitat tent was designed for us by Nemo Equipment. Uh, we manage all of the manufacturing of it, but Cam Bresinger of Nemo designed it for us and uh, it's sloped on all sides specifically so it'll shed wind okay right? okay and we didn't use a fly we use an impervious material it's a wax impregnated uh, material out of Australia that works really well and then every tent that we um, install gets set up moisture tested, sealed, and all of that before it gets put onto the product. So it's already been preconditioned. Gotcha. Um, yeah. On a Summit and an Atlas, we use a different temp material because we're not trying to achieve all of those curves in the fabric. Uh, so we use a material that was designed for commercial awnings. And uh, so it's designed for 24-7 exposure to the elements. And the way that we solve water intrusion is by making water move in other places right mm -hmm. water molecule. it's going to find yeah. its way so you have to divert it and so all of the sewing patterns divert water away from seams that's excellent how, how that's fascinating it. and ketter, okay, ketter's that rail it's like it, it's got a circle with a slit at the top and the yeah, tent material has mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's a chain okay i thought that's what you were referring to but i don't know yeah, that, yeah okay Yes, okay, it's a lot of making and, and sale making. How, when, when somebody calls you and says, uh, this is what I want, you go through the whole, whole process of making sure that they get what they need. Yeah. How long is the process from start to finish? Well, uh, that's a loaded question. It depends on how much they need. <laughs> okay, but, well, uh, just, uh, uh, just a just typical. A topper. Yeah. Yeah, so to get a topper... Um, Right now, to get a topper from us, uh, we've improved our lead time. We're down to 26 weeks right now. We added a couple of production crews, got them up to speed. Um, so we're cranking half a dozen units out of here every week in a four-day week, which is not bad. Good um, God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. So we'll, how, we'll... how are, are you able to keep up with the demand right now as uh, to your satisfaction? Um, part of it is crew training, making sure that the guys know what they're supposed to be doing, knowing how to QC their parts before things go together. That's key process is mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Also how you lay out your shop for workflow. That's tremendous. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the biggest challenge that we faced right now is uh, supply chain uh, yep. because so many businesses yeah. are affected by COVID. Uh, you know, and a lot of parts come from elsewhere. Um, so it's just, you're managing, it's like being in an aircraft tower. There's all these different flights coming from different places trying to keep them crashing yeah. into each other. And that's what supply chain is right now. Um, we have, we put long-term POs out with, with our suppliers. So we, we have materials ordered into the middle of next year already. Wow. Just so we oh, can wow. start. Yeah. 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 I find that, that businesses that I talk to that are usually the most successful have the best project managing. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, you, you, you deal with people that are phenomenal builders, but you know, they're not going to go anywhere cause they're just, they don't have anybody to guide them. Mm. Um, you know, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of shops that we see that, you know, install lifts or do whatever that just kind of don't last because, maybe they did something really good, but now that person that did something really good that opened the shop is now having to project manage and mm -hmm. he doesn't know he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No clue. Uh, I got yeah. a, I got a quick question here for you. Um, and we haven't talked anything about this yet, but let's talk about van life. Yeah. You've got some vans you coming. Got some vans correct? coming. We have built vans and he's grinning because he's grinning look at him he's getting it's like he's gonna drop a bomb on his hair but yeah world um, premiere world premiere no we, we we've built vans in the past and we've built some very specialized vans um i mean one of the most interesting vans that we built was for an archaeologist it was an e350 van and it had to be a mobile laboratory um, mm -hmm. he needed to be able to hose it out, but he also needed to be able to support not only himself, but some of his staff members. Um, and that was a very interesting bill. It had a lot of very exacting specifications of how everything had to perform in that. It had to perform basically anywhere on the planet. Yeah. Um, and we did a lot of special, we've done a lot of specialty stuff like that over the years. We thought it would be interesting to get into the van market space. And we, we have CNC tooling here and a lot of, a lot of resources at, at, at our disposal to design really good systems. So we thought, well, it looks like this van life thing's happening. Let's kind of dabble in that. And we thought, who's the underserved van? It was the Dodge ProMaster at the time. Um, so we thought, let's build some interesting systems for the ProMasters, for the people who are, you know, adventurous. So we built a couple of floor plans for uh, mountain bikers and anybody yeah. carrying bikes so that all the bikes could be inside in a garage and protected. Because a lot of bikes, I think that bike hanging on your wall is probably pretty spendy. And you don't want to lose it's it. There. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we did that. Um, and we learned a lot in the process. But what ended up happening was that these vans actually took a fair amount of time to do right and to do well. 
to, to, to meet our criteria of what's a well-built product. Okay. And simultaneously, our topper market just took off. I mean, it just, it just zoomed. And so we thought, what do we really need to do? We need to do what is best for the company, which yeah. is to ensure profitability and mm -hmm. to make sure that our staff is, is well utilized. So we stayed focused on the toppers and improving our cycle time to produce more of those. And we parked the whole van project. So we have all of this stuff has been built, proven, designed, completely repeatable on the CNC. But the van market is pretty saturated right yeah. now. And that yeah. we saw this happen with the trailer market. And if you don't learn from past experiences, maybe you got to get out of the game. Gotcha. We have always created new products, innovative products. So our philosophy is by the time our competition gets to our campfire, it's cold and dust and we're down the trail. We're doing something else. Mm -hmm. And we have new things planned for 2021 that people probably aren't going to expect from us and are really, really cool products. And we think that it's better for us to innovate and do new things as opposed to try to do what everybody else is doing. Yes, right. couldn't agree more. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Might we get back into vans? Yes, we have all the technology. We've done all of the, all of the hard work, um, all of the CAD for, for the vans. Uh, and at some time in the future, we may decide to get back into that. Mm -hmm. right now it's kind of on hold we've got a couple of van projects that that uh we have on the calendar but we're not make putting that first and foremost in our oh that makes sense i mean at least you you, you know where the market's at and, and where you need to be so it's you got to do what you're good at yeah and and, and what you you know in, in, in any business you you have to to think about profitability yeah uh, yeah well um, i feel for you uh being a business owner and in business because it wasn't very long ago where i mean just a few months ago where people were making more money staying at home being laid mm -hmm. off than they were at work and and um reputation in your business your line of work is everything and if you lose that you you lose your business and you're out so how hard is it for you to get good help in there that actually cares and actually uh, has sees your heart in in this world and do they actually are, are some of your people that work there actually involved in the overlanding world or, or are they man I deal with this every day I'm going home and and mall crawling all week I mean tell us a little bit about your shop uh, that's, I'm glad you asked that question because I'm, I'm really proud of the staff that we have we've got some really good people really dedicated to the craft and to the vocation of being in the outdoors. Yeah. They, they love it. Um, That's excellent. Several yeah. of our staff have our products on their vehicles. Um, I make that as a, as a perk for staff that have been here for a while that they get product installed on their vehicles. It's still owned by the company, but they get to go out and use it as long as they take care of it and they make sure it's available here at the shop. When somebody comes to visit, they can see it. And they can see all these different configurations of, of our product. And it also makes our employees smarter and more 
they know more about the product than the average user does. Well, they're, they're in tune they, with it all the time. I yeah, just yeah. quit my job. Ma- Michael's looking for a job. And, uh, Michael's looking for and, a job. He's got no skills, but he's looking no for skills. a job. <laughs> oh, he's got he's got one skills for sure. Boldick skills. I got well, boldick skills. I, I don't know what you guys might have to say about Michael, but I'll tell you, our hiring policy is all based about attitude. And if we don't care about what skills you have, we'll teach you the skills. But if you got the right attitude. Wow. I'm in. He's yeah. in. He's packing his bags He's right in. now. I feel it. Yeah. Yep. I feel it. Yeah. That's, we couldn't, so we awesome. couldn't do what we do without the staff that we have. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good it, to hear. It's good to hear you praise them like that, too. And that you uh, offered that um, – and I guess incentive um, uh, for their tenure there. I mean, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, he told each one of them, they had to listen to the, the show and tell them something <laughs> about it or they were going to be let go. So <laughs> they're all listening right now. <laughs> Actually, I think a couple of them may have tuned in. Uh, but, that's uh, awesome. That's yeah, fun. They're, that's... they're a great team. You know, we, we start off every week with a powwow, with a huddle. You know, yeah. this is what we've got to get done. Yeah. Uh, this is what we're looking at doing. Do we see any obstacles in the way? And then at the end of every week, we have a debrief and we talk about how the week went, what things came up, what could we learn from? Do we need to make an improvement in the shop? Do we need to move some stuff around? Do we need to replace a tool or get a new tool? Or do we have a new idea? Do we need to redesign, move a whole, you know, 30,000 so it's easier to, to get a yeah. bolt to it? So yeah. we, it's a collaborative effort. I, I don't do it on my own. I, I'm, I'm nothing without my team here. Well, and I think that's important, you know, offering you know, that type of incentive to be able to use the equipment. And, you know, that just puts them in there to where maybe they're one day doing something. They're like, you know what? I have a problem with this. Every time that I do it, yeah. let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, and you wouldn't get that unless they were opening and closing it every day for exactly. a week or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's a lot to it because when a client calls and says well let's face it some clients will call about every little thing that goes wrong and then you've got some that won't say a word and they'll be just like well i just kind of accepted it you know yeah whatever well, we want to hear be. about it yeah. yeah yeah so now i know that a lot of people are probably interested and of course we we're going to push them to websites and all that kind of stuff but what are the price ranges um you know from from a basic one now, do you offer different trim packages inside or are they all pretty much empty inside? How does that work? The, we offer pizza. So, you know, you're, okay. you're starting gotcha. with a base and you're ordering toppings and putting them on. Um, the, the lowest cost base unit is, is right around nine grand. And they go up from there based on model or truck bed size, obviously more or less material, right? right. Yeah. So a base model um, has whatever its opening mechanism is. It has a mattress. It's carpeted on the inside and on the roof. And it has built-in electrical raceways. Okay. Uh, starting, um, actually, uh, this coming Monday, we're going to be making uh, a new electrical package standard. So there's uh, going to be five uh, interior amber lights that shine forward into into the bed space and then there's going to be a built-in uh, mm-hmm. uh, warm white light in the lift gate so when you open it up 
you can flick it on and it'll shine right down onto your work surface of your tailgate. Nice. Uh, so, so that's, that's cool. base stuff. And then we, we have a lot of standard accessories, uh, windows, double pane windows, skylights, fans, thermal liners, solar panels, solar controllers, uh, interior cabinetry, heaters, uh, waterless toilet systems. I mean, we can do everything. Uh, water tanks, hot water heaters, on and on. And then we also get random special requests. People will say, well, can you do such and such a thing? And we'll say, yes, we can, or, or no, we can't. But uh, we'll entertain uh, all ideas um, based on what the client's need is. Gotta have air conditioning. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta have what? Air, air conditioning. My, mo my moves will sweat. <laughs> I'm if, I, yeah. if I'm hot, if I'm sleeping and it's hot or trying to sleep and it's hot, I'm cranky. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Stay, stay tuned for 2021. Oh, hey. I'm telling you something, and, and I don't know if it's going to make it to the U.S., but I'll say this here because I, I think that this is a an extremely unique product, but Truma makes a under cabinet air conditioner that is compact and it's really, really cool, but it's not quite ready for the U S market. But um, I see it in things like your products, Mario, eventually. Yeah. So uh, this is not uh, publicly known, but we are it's about to be. No, we, well, we, are, yeah, yeah, we, we are uh, an authorized uh, Truma dealer and installer. And yeah. that's wow. something that Truma hands out uh, easily. Hmm. Yeah. So Very cool. We, yeah. So we work with currently with their Vario heat system and we have the, com the combi and all those combi, yes. whatever you got. Yes. So We've you know exactly the diesel versions of those. Yeah. So you know exactly the air conditioner I'm referring to. I'm yes, assuming. I do. And, yeah. and I, I, I know somebody at Truma and I've had the conversation with them and that's, that's where I've gotten my, my information, but um, it's a neat system. And I have to say that if it all gets worked out to where they start bringing that thing here and let's face it, the Germans make some good shit and they yep. don't, and they don't play around. It's gotta be spot on before they're just going to kick it out the door. Absolutely. If this thing does like it's supposed to it'd be a game changer for guys like mario mm -hmm. speaking of like things that we like to have i have a question like what are you driving mario what's your vehicle what you got i got a couple of vehicles uh don't I, you say a prius hello my name is mario and i'm addicted i have a problem car. yeah <laughs> <laughs> What's it. your go-to? Yeah. I, I think I kind of know. You you mentioned something in a video that you're a you're a Dodge truck fan. Is that right? I am. I'm I'm a big fan of the Ram truck, and there's a lot of reasons why I'm a fan of the Ram truck. First of all, it is a heavy-duty truck. Mm -hmm. The Cummins motor platform is bar none one of the best. Um, and it's truly an international motor. You can go anywhere in the world. You can pull into a marina someplace and somebody will know how to work. <laughs> there you go. Um, also it's the only American full size truck with a true, you know, live front axle system, which yeah. has a lot of durability built into it mm -hmm. and bar none. The best suspension in my mind is the AV suspension for the Ram trucks. Um, 
Dave Harrington and Jim Friends, who does their engineering, are top notch. Um, they have a unique relationship with Chrysler. Jim Friends was a Chrysler engineer, and they test all their stuff on a skid pad. And there are not many people who can say that they have access to that level of technology from, mm. from an OEM. And so their suspensions work really, really well. They wheel well, but they also are super safe on the highway. Um, they have natural characteristics. You don't get a lot of body roll or bump steer because their geometry is right. And they managed to figure out how to get big tires on trucks without doing a 12 inch lift. Mm -hmm. um, Insane. Yeah. yeah. Our, our trucks that we have here, we have two Rams here at the shop. One is a 2,500 uh, prospector build um, that is actually the original prospector prototype that Dave Harrington built. So all of those oh. original Man, I'm pictures. jealous. Yeah. yeah. We, we bought that truck from Dave uh, last year and that's our shop truck. It's on 41s and uh, <laughs> it's, it's, heavenly to drive you know with six-speed manual it's it's a lot of fun uh my own personal truck is a, a 3500 on 40s and it's also a regular cab and it's chab cast uh, cab chassis and so it was originally a i'm not uh, worthy <laughs> <laughs> so well we like to we like to work that way we're we're an NA, ntea uh, upfitter so these, these trucks don't have completed VIN numbers. Um, and that's a process that we have to go through is figuring out the center of gravity and all of the ratings before the, before the truck can be registered. So mm. we can put the VIN on it, but we'll spec out a truck and we like to do the, the cab chassis because we can target in on the accessories that we want that save a lot of money. Like you can order double tanks from the factory. You can get for 10 gears and put 40 inch tires on without having to re-gear wow. you, you can get double alternators you can get automatic idle up features you know for when you're winching a heavy load um it's just the right way to build a truck in our opinion and uh, a lot like the yeah. nissan frontier no unlike <laughs> <Nissan Frontier>. oh <laughs> wow yeah. exact oh. opposite exact um, opposite yeah you know but What's really cool is we can Damn. build trucks that have, you know, a thousand mile range. They're fully built out. They can go anywhere and they're operating well under their GVW, like several thousand pounds. Oh, yeah. GVW. So mm -hmm. they're just going to last. So they're, they're designed to handle that. And that's but, like my pet peeve with vans. Yeah. A, a van was designed to deliver bread around town. Yeah. In order to turn it into a four-wheel drive vehicle, you have to put a lot of work into it. And still, it will not match the stock Ram truck off the factory line mm -hmm. in terms of capability, durability of drivetrain, durability of axles. I mean, think about, you know, the axles on a, on a 2,500 or a 3,500 is massive. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and wow. you, just, you just can't get that in a van. So, yeah. that's why i'm a fan that's it's, that's crazy okay so look in three years i got a trip to alaska i need to borrow one of your trucks <laughs> <laughs> whatever you can rent it yeah See, i mean yeah, when, when, it, when yeah. he said a thousand mile range i was like that's a no-brainer yep for a trip like that you know yeah man yeah now i was gonna ask 
I, go, I gotta say this while yeah, I've been a little bit of a public forum. GBW is a big thing and a lot of people ignore it. Oh yeah. my gosh. And what they're doing is they're they're flogging their vehicle, they're reducing its life, they're overtaxing the drivetrain, they're overtaxing the engine. Start with GVW. Think about how you're going to build your truck, then buy your truck. Don't buy yeah. the truck and then start building it. And then everything's this afterthought. And then you're constantly, oh shit, now I gotta, now I gotta upgrade the spring pack. Oh, geez, I got a frame crack. Now I gotta put a truss in there. Don't do that. But think about what you're trying to do and then buy the right vehicle for it. Yeah. Well, and that's you you mentioned that, and it was actually on my list of, of things to ask was. When somebody comes in with a Toyota Tacoma, a Nissan Frontier, a Colorado, whatever it may be, and they're wanting to put um, one of your toppers on there, and then they're telling you kind of, this is what I'm going to put into it. Um, do they need to, like, most suspension kits that you buy are a medium duty. Do, do, do they need to go heavy duty? I mean, your recommendations on that, do you have any? Like tires, do they need to go with a heavier ply, with a, a heavier truck tire than a light truck tire? Like, like how's that work? With yeah, 360 pounds, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, but when you put everything That's else into it. it. Yeah, yeah, it's everything it's else. The other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. People like even forget like how heavy fuel is. Oh, yeah. Okay, just to put that into perspective, my, my Ram trucks carry enough fuel for a thousand plus miles that's 500 pounds of fuel Damn. right yeah. think about that yeah right? so you have to take those things into account and, and and what ends up happening is people are like oh i want a, I want a bigger bumper and i you know i want a winch and i i want a swinging out and i want this and i you know i want armor i want plate you know it, it, it's like tick 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 it's 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 getting up there right away right yeah so our process is we weigh a truck first. So we weigh the truck fully wet and we weigh front axle, rear axle. We understand the delta between and what we mm -hmm. have to do, right? So that we're trying to achieve as balanced a truck as possible. And so when we do the layout on the interior of a truck, we think about where that weight should be in order to get that truck to be balanced so that it'll operate properly. How many people do you know who go out wheeling and they go to air down and they air down every tire to the same exact pressure? Uh, Those people. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say almost all of them. If they actually weighed their truck, front axle and rear axle, they would change their habits. Because mm. one mm -hmm. side weighs more than the other. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Man, now I'm gonna have to mark on my little easy like screw on deflators. Which tire it goes to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and how many burritos you had for breakfast? Exactly. Or how many burritos I pooped out after breakfast. I mean, you know, there's a give and take there. There's a major give and take there. So um it, it, it reminds me so much of of flying. I mean, yes. put, a, put a passenger on, I'd have to figure out how many pounds of fuel I was gonna burn between point A and point B how many passengers I had, how much baggage we had, what my center of gravity was, what part of yeah. the plane they were going to sit on. I mean, it's all kind of the same. I'm but I've never really surprised why airline tickets are not by the pound. Because, oh, geez. Yeah. Thank God they own it. The, the industry, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the industry standard is still 100. I think still 150 pounds is what they 
they calculate out, but person I mean, per person. Yeah. But I know, I know no. of all my years of doing no. it, I actually had times where I put a scale out there and said, sorry if it hurts your feelings, but then I need to know exactly how much you weigh before you get on my airplane. Yeah. Well, starting to make me think I should have paid more attention in geometry. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like I should have paid in geography. Well, my teacher was hot. <laughs> Your teacher was hot. <laughs> she was. I mean, Damn. I can't, can't lie. So. Oh, my Lord. Okay. <laughs> so now I know that a lot of business owners um, and, you know, and, and, and people in, in these businesses don't get to go out as much as we think. How often are you able to go out on the trail or go out and do trips? And, and if so, what do you have coming up that you can talk about or, or maybe you can't because it's, going to be in a video or something so <laughs> you're a rock star um, yeah we probably don't get out as much as uh people think we do they you know obviously we're posting pictures of you know cool locations all the time but you know yeah um we get out a couple of times a year for some good trips um i purposely shut down our shop and send everybody off on vacation for two weeks at the end of the year so that they can either spend time with their family or get out in the back country there you nice. Go. Uh, you know, we encourage that. Um, we do a lot of local travel. We don't have to go very far here. Yeah, I wouldn't think you school. would. Yeah, but w within thirty minutes, we're we're in public land. That's the whole idea of being a safari center. I mean, come on now. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. When I don't have a lot of time to get away, um, I'm I'm fortunate. I I own some land up by the south rim of the Grand Canyon. And uh, we scoot up there and, and hide out for a weekend. And it's, it feels like it feels like you're at the ends of the earth. It's, well, uh, you did you did say earlier that y'all do four day work weeks. Is that correct? Yes, we do four day work weeks. Um, so that gives our staff opportunity to go out, and they do that a lot. Um, I think my staff gets out more than I do. Um, but uh, sometimes I'm, Fridays we work, and we'll do special projects on Friday. Yeah. To, to, I'm supposed to have four day work weeks but something's yeah. happened. I don't know what's going on. Oh, my, I work for, you work I work for, your for my grandfather and my <laughs> uncle. And yeah. uh, they've they've recently said, well, we need you to do the little bit more on. I'm like, wait a minute. No. What's a work reason week? Why, the reason why I like do this. From office space. Lee. Yeah. What's yes. a work week? Yeah. What is a work week? Yeah. There you that's, go. That's not even funny. It is. Yeah. Well, oh, really come on. I'll work. Did, do what if you really enjoy what you do it's not work that's right well lee's work. a teacher so yeah, yeah he's anymore. a kindergarten teacher no <laughs> yeah, that, that was teacher. like that was like two weeks at the beginning of the school year and that's all i needed <laughs> <laughs> well very uh -huh. nice i think that we're at a point where we're going to kind of slow things down now you have an instagram i know that you have all these things would you please just uh let everybody listening know where they can find you, whether it's Instagram, the website, Facebook, however, what do you got going on social media? Sure, sure. So on Instagram, we're AT Overland. And on Facebook, we're also AT Overland. And then on Facebook, there's also a users group called AT Overland Toppers. It's uh, by invitation. So you ask to, to join, but it's uh, over a thousand users of our products on there, sharing their experiences and Cool mods that they're doing. We learn a lot from them. Uh, and then our website is uh, atoverland.com. Uh, it's a perpetual work in progress. It doesn't have everything that we do, but it has a lot. 
There you go. That's awesome. There you go. Well, uh, we're going to wrap up. Were there any other questions that we may have missed on the chat or through Facebook, Lee? Have you seen? I've been paying attention. I think we hit them all. We think think we we hit them all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, Mario, it's been a blast. I think that we're going to definitely need to have you on. And I actually think that that we'll may, we might have to make a trip out there just to go visit the uh, Safari Center and really check out what's going on. And, and how do you say it, Lee? Where's What town is it? Not Prescott. 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 Like yeah, Prescott. Prescott. <laughs> anyway, that's what we do to Lee. So um, again, Mario, thanks for, ha- thanks for coming on. You know, I just kind of reached out when I talked to, to Aaron about, you know, that they're going to have something for the, the frontier. So I had known about your products for a while, but I, I didn't think that you were going to have anything available. So I'm excited now. We'll see whenever I'm able to do it, but that's on my list for sure. Uh, this, uh, this frontier has been fun, but you know, like you were saying about weight, Lee and I actually had a 30 minute conversation about material and weight um, because I'm going to build a drawer system um, oh, yeah. in the back and just talking about, you know, the different kind of woods out there and then, the uh, mm-hmm. the other things you know like the starboards and um we even we even talked about hemp boards um you know just kind of being funny about it but kind of like <laughs> seriously thinking like what's that all about anyway so i totally understand but yes i think that's what i'm going to need for my mobile studio whenever i get to that point so definitely right. on the radar well when you're when you're ready we're ready for you and uh, if you guys roll out west here uh We'll give you some good cocktail lessons and uh oh, that's man. why we're I want to go. Yeah, Get we're out of way. Well, hey, every, everybody, thanks for uh listening um to the uh the Overland Radio radio show. Um, thank you for watching us on Facebook and you know, tell your friends, share this, and uh, especially on the Facebook, it's easy to hit that share button and put it in all the other groups and uh, get the word out. And uh, and then make sure you go check out uh, the website and all the other social media platforms that uh, that Mario has for AT Overland. Thank you, Mario, for being on. Uh, Lee, I appreciate you. Thank you for everything that you do. Joey, the professor. Always bro pose. Thank you, best friend. (laughs) Five-month-old best friend. It's been awesome. We talk almost every day. And I I get worried whenever I don't talk to him and I feel like something's missing. So um, and then to all the listeners, thank you so much for everything that you do. We've gotten a lot of good, encouraging words, and we have a lot of people lined up coming up uh to interview and to have on. So we're pretty excited. And whatever you guys do, make sure that you go all over. And always bro pose.